Hello boys and girls, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Catch Up with Fanny and as usual today there's a guest in the studio, I usually don't do this alone and today I have the one and only Andre Vibes in the studio. I just want to say that it feels so good being in the presence of greatness. <laughs> he looks like he's about to argue, are you about to argue with me? I'm, fam- I'm not famous yet, it's not even like I don't think, um, but I mean it feels good to you know get you know all this like recognition you know people are starting to know my stuff and you know pay more attention and you know if i step out to a place at least maybe one or two people would come say hi and say um oh they know me or they like my work i mean it feels good um at the same time it's a bit scary now it's starting to become scary because now i feel like eyes are on me like when i go to a place i, I can't these days, I don't really feel too free when I go out because it now seems like people are looking at me. I've had an incident where I went somewhere, I was just being me, and then maybe a couple of days later, someone texted me and said, oh, they saw me so so place, and they're like, wow. Mm. Are you an introvert? Yeah, yeah, I am. That explains why you have a problem with it. I guess. I just, I feel like when i go out i just want to i just want to feel like i'm there doing my even if people know me like i'd rather um i know the people that know me like i want to see them or something but when it feels like someone is looking at me it's like oh i have somebody following me and so if you had the opportunity would you change anything about the whole thing hell no i won't change anything everything i mean everything is going the way it's supposed to go if it comes with you know the job and you know i'm i'm accepting everything okay so now um let's talk about your fame have you always been famous seen as you're the son of sir victor has it always been like that for you or it just happened recently i'm still not famous (laughs) but um i think all my life growing up i've always been kind of like popular in my circle circle of friends or in school maybe not too popular but like people know me like i mean everybody knows me and that's as a result of me um i won't say being the son of my dad has not contributed it has a lot but if you know me personally i'm actually not the type of person to um go out there to say oh i'm so so person or this is who my father is um people still know me for what i can do and from when i was little i've always been into one thing or the other i've been in primary school maybe people knew me more because um i could draw and i used to help them in class and i used to draw for a lot of people in class and maybe a couple of other things and then in secondary school you know, I could draw, I started dancing, the music came along the line and You've done a lot. Yeah, and then in university, I mean it was just natural. Like I by this time I already knew, like I mean anywhere I find myself, people will know me, you know, and I'm always involved in one activity or the other. So it, it's always it's always been natural. Um 
I honestly think that I will still get more popular. I mean, it's going to happen, uh, and I'm quite prepared for it. Okay, so do you think being the son of your father made things easy for you in the production industry? Do you think he gave you some advantage? Yes, um, yeah, in a way, he did. Um, so when I started production, well, or when I wanted to start production, my father was the first person I spoke to. I, actually, I wanted to, I was going into music directly and you know, I told my father my plans. I just finished secondary school and then he suggested that I learn production. Even though I already had it in mind to want to produce, but I, I, I didn't know how to go about it. So when I told my dad, oh, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to start making my own music. He suggested that I go into production. So he was the one who first set up like, you know, my first studio set up for me and got me somebody to like, um, show me, you know, how it works, you know, how to use, basically how to be a producer. And um, he's been supportive. He was supportive in his own way. Um, I also feel like um, just growing up around that environment, you know, with the kind of music that I used to hear from when I was a child, the kind of music he played, the kind of music he did, you know, also influenced um, the sounds, like what I what I create now, because I have like a wide range of of sound of music, like an, and an understanding of music, you know, uh, practically and theoretically. So it, it contributed a, a lot in that aspect. But aside that, um, it also wasn't easy for me because. You know, people just automatically look at you and think that everything is good. So, if you do music, well, you don't. I don't need them because I can get my music to blow because my father is so so person. Well, my father had so many things on his plate, and so I don't think that would be. That wasn't like something that was on his mind like that. Um, he might have wanted the best for me, but. Um, my father also believes in like you working hard go out there and get your stuff by yourself like you don't have to depend on me every time so it wasn't easy because if i introduce myself to people automatically they just rule me out i'm like oh yeah this guy is good he doesn't need anything so you know so when i realized that when i noticed that i just told myself that okay you know what i'm not going to ask anybody for anything I'm just going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to put in that work. I'm going to try and get better at everything. And by the time I'm trying to pull anything, you can't deny me. You can't deny me at all. So, and then by the time you now appreciate me and you know, you respect me for my work, and then you find out who I am, the respect will, in, will, will increase. So, um, yeah, that's... That's pretty interesting. How did you get into movies? How did that come about? I mean, a lot of people didn't even know you were signed to Mavens until like a few weeks ago when they unveiled the producers and songwriters. Yeah. Um, my cousin was the one who um, made that happen for me. Um, I 
I was trying to meet Don Jazzy in 2019. Um, I just quit my job. I was working as a radio producer in a radio station. And, you know, that, that year, 2019, was a very, like, tough year. And I just, things were not going well. And I'd been off, like, the music scene for, like, a bit, for, like, three years. I'd not done anything, like, proper, anything major. So I started to feel that urge to want to get back into music like full-time produce i didn't know how it would go i just wanted i just knew like my my instincts everything was just pushing me in that direction and i just wanted to make music so at that time my cousin was friends with don jazzy so i spoke to her i wanted to meet him not because i wanted to be signed or anything i wasn't even thinking that at all like it was not even in my plans I just wanted to have a one-on-one on with him and just know how he got to where he was. That's all I wanted in initially. Uh, but that, that meeting didn't happen in 2019 because um, the feedback I got from her was that, oh, he's not ready. His office, they are setting up like their office. He's building his office or something. And I was wondering like, oh, I don't want to be in office. Like, I just want to see him, even if it's 30 minutes. So I kind of like forgot about that. I didn't bother because this was like towards the end of the year from September. So I, I didn't bother again. I just forgot about it. Um, January 2020, I got a message from my cousin saying that Don Jazzy was ready to see me. And it was, yeah, it was surprising because in my head, I thought that was done, you know, and it was a bit you know, I was a bit um, nervous because I felt like I wasn't prepared enough because I'd not made music in like three years. I'd not made any, I'd not made a lot of music. Maybe I'd done a few things, one, you know, once here and there that didn't really amount to much. But, so I felt like I, I wasn't prepared. So if I go there, if it asks me to play, play beats, like which beats am I going to play? I didn't want to start playing like the old beats. I knew they were good, but like, I always like to move on like I like to play fresh stuff right because that's my state of mind at at that particular time so I was nervous but I was with some of my friends that was staying with at the time and then they were like just go like you get this thing don't worry don't worry like you got it so I I saw him it was on a Sunday and we just gisted we talked like we literally talked for like three hours just talking random stuff we're not even talking about music he was giving me gist about stuff and it was interesting to see how cool he was or how cool he is and um before we ended our conversation he asked me oh what scenario do i see myself in and i was like i don't know i just i just i'm looking for a space where maybe i can just make music like i mean you have artists so i was telling him he has artists in his label i mean it won't be bad if i can come every now and then and maybe play my beats and work with them so it was like oh yeah yeah no problem that that's that's not a problem so he called like the studio studio manager at the time called him upstairs to his studio and told that one to let me to tell security and nobody should stop me that i can come in anytime that's interesting he gave you vip access yeah so other people like other people get to other people that that have worked with maybe you know most people that have worked with maybe get to go there like through the official way they would do interviews all of that i didn't do any of that 
I just got in there and I started working. I started, I, I was just chilling in the studio. Like, I didn't have like any specific work. I was just there. I was trying to, you know, um, link up with the artists, try to get to know them, you know, connect with them. And then it was mostly like the artists in the academy, the Maven Academy. At, at the time, it was them, Ira Star, um, um, Boy Spice, Magics. Yeah, they were all still in the academy at the time. So I was working with them. I was just trying to like create, trying to see what we can create and just make music. Along the line, um, I think before the pandemic hit in March, um, there was already like conversation that oh, um, they want to they want to make what I was doing official because basically my work was to record the artists. Like I was basically like a sound audio engineer for them, you know recording engineer for for the artists so that's what i was doing so i wasn't really i was giving them playing they were recording on some of my beats but you know i was still trying to like get through and then the hr came and she was like okay and we'll make this official you have to start earning for the work that you put in so you know put you um, as an official employee and that's how that happened but that didn't happen officially until after the like after the lockdown when we started going out again i think in in august we now made the official like the contract i signed the like contract and all of that they onboarded me so i officially became like um the sound engineer recording engineer for maven yeah at, at the time then by september of that year of 2020 that's when the conversation came about with um me being signed as an official producer to the label so it's st it started from there but i didn't get that contract till beginning of 2021 yeah so we we did that but i officially signed that contract beginning of this year you know, there's, yeah, there's, so a lot of things happened last year. There's, you know, whole back and forth. By the time I got the contract, I was still reviewing with my lawyers, and then I'd made like, you know, uh, a big song first with Crayon and Rema. Yeah, to correct. Yeah, to correct, and then we're still reviewing and reviewing. We're still trying to decide, and then feeling came. Feeling came. Yeah, <laughs> feeling. It was like, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I think this contract, we need to go back again and revisit it, and then, and then, you know, sadly, I lost my dad, so everything was on pause, on hold for a while, and then, you know, and then we kept, still kept dropping some songs, I still had another song, like the pole and Fireboy running, I had, yeah, I had, um, Bridgerton on, on Arastas. 19 and Dangerous. And then, so it was this year we finally like you know finalized everything and everything was good on both part for both parties. And then I signed, and then I went on to even make bigger records again this year. So you know it's amazing the growth so far. <laughs> so how how does it feel being at one of the biggest record labels in the country, if not the biggest? Yeah, it feels like that's where I'm meant to be because I've also I've always thought about myself as 
someone that will reach like the pinnacle of whatever he's trying to do and it took a long time for me to get here but i feel like it's it was the right time um it took a lot of you know experiences and learning stuff and unlearning stuff and just going through certain things to mold me to this point so it only felt right for me to be with a label like Maven because I mean even one of the reasons why I'm actually doing this is you know because of hearing beats that Don Jazzy made like when they started their career like I always used to be so amazed so the kind of beats he used to make it was so the kind of beats he makes like it's so different it was so different from like everything that we had so it was like it was different it kind of it gave me that feel of what um a timberland in america or pharrell would do or swiss beats and those people were already people that i looked up to so don jazzy was giving me that same you know feel so don jazzy was like one of your biggest um, inspirations yes yes in terms of producer in nigeria he's number one for me is number one for me himself then there's Cobams as so called yeah. then there's OJB Jezreel called Blessed Memory um, there's Dr. Frabs you know these are guys that had already started doing stuff before I started and 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 hello yeah and even why while when I started we had people like Saz also like you know doing their thing and Saz is also like a special breed too. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be a, one of those guys. <laughs> I mean, I really see you like following that path because you have made a lot of hit songs. I mean, Feeling was one of the biggest songs last year, if not the biggest. It was It was actually like one of the biggest songs, it was top five biggest songs last year in Africa. 2021 yeah and it was most streamed song in africa on spotify it was, i mean it was topping charts for a very long time for a very long time for a very long time you guys made magic yeah i guess we're, we're all magic chance <laughs> <laughs> so what's production process for feeling like um there were different processes for the beats i'd made it down i mean most part of the beat i'd, I'd made it before and Ladipo had heard the beat and then we just kept it on his side. So when Buju Benson now when he came to the studio, um, we had him for a session for a different song and we we had done that song so we, we had finished recording that song and then we're just chilling in the studio just talking and playing stuff and then you know we decided to play him like the beat for feeling and then as soon as he heard it he just fell in love with it and he had his idea for the hook instantly and then we had to record it put it down and then after we did we knew that we had to complete that song so it was but it was exactly what the, the title of the song is is how we felt like we just we had that feeling that yo this song this is it this is it we have to do what we have to do and finish the song and make sure that it gets out. Because Ladipo already even had like a different single scheduled for him. But we had to like do some, you know, just make sure that it just felt right. Like that was the song 
that would change yeah i i had a feeling that it would do a lot for me career wise and i wasn't wrong and also for ladipo and also for benson it really changed the three of us lives it did because you know the bookings for the artists came after benson went on to do bigger things and he started having more features collaborations and all of that ladipo started traveling around and you know just having more shows and stuff so um it was it was divine okay <laughs> so are you one of those producers who have a defined pattern of creating your art or you don't have any defined pattern um what i mean by this is do you just make the beats or sometimes the artists come at you with the lyrics and the vibe and then you create it or you always make the beats down so i have i have um I have an approach to the way I make beats, but um, these days I kind of like make, make my beats down. Like I make beats down, so whenever artists come and they want to work with me, I play with them what I have, and then whichever one they are feeling, they just um, they you know indicate and then and then we record. Um, then what I do after is after we record the song um i go back and use whatever they've recorded to you know rework my beats maybe i can now add some like new elements to like fit to match what they are doing to just give the song more edge that's what i do um but before now before recently um, i've always used to make beats on ground but i only used to make beats for myself because you know i'm also an artist and i used to record it's just i've not Production has just taken me so far away from making my own music that so uh, when I made beats, I they were my beats and I always used to feel very attached to my beats. Even till now, I still feel very attached to my beats. When people hit me up and they want to work with me and they ask for beats, especially the ones that are not present in the studio, like maybe you know we have to communicate, you know, via the social media or emails or something and they want beats i always find it very hard sending them beats because by the time i start playing all my beats and thinking of which one to send i get so attached that i don't want to send anything because yeah because they are my ideas like and i whenever whenever i make these beats i have like songs i have like ideas how i want those songs to sound and if i feel like yeah this person is not going to kill it i'd rather i can leave that beat if um the person is present in the studio with me that way i can help direct and know like i'm not going to tell you what to sing you sing what you sing but if it's so far apart from what i, I imagined i would now maybe step in a bit so um from the era where i come from like because I, I was used to making beat from scratch in the studio because back then artists will come to the studio with their songs they already have songs written down they'll come to the studio with their songs and you know they would um they would sing yeah they'll sing the songs for me or the hook or the chorus or something and i'll, I'll hear it and then i would now make a beat that 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 works with it so it was surprising you know in the last few years that you go to studio nobody has a song they don't have any song in their mind they just come they want to hear a beat 
and which is still kind of like good because it has helped producers a lot like he has put more spotlight because now you have to go really hard on your beats like your beats have to be really hard and the artist has to connect to that beat and then they start making something out of it so yeah that's there is no particular way for us to make music but there is a certain mindset and process that i have when i'm making my beats or when i'm making music like i always put it at the back of my mind that whatever i'm doing has to be excellent has to stand out in one way or the other if even if it's a cool beat even if it's a hard beat even if it's a club beat it has to stand out somehow like i have to put in something i have to create something that when you hear it you'll be like who made this beat like wow why is this beat moving me do you understand yeah it just builds out like some certain emotions out of you so you talked about being um, a singer right do you intend to pull a young john or a fuse the producer on us very soon see i honestly believe like that every producer wants to do that and i honestly i've been trying to do that for years trust me i've been trying to do that for years when i started making when i started producing or when i started making music i used to make music for myself just me mostly me i've i've worked on two albums that never came out do you want to revisit them anytime soon i don't even have them anymore like i'm talking this is this is at least 16 15 years ago right so the first time i made like my first project was in 20, 20 2006 um i made some songs i compiled them they were about 14 tracks and then i wanted to put them out but like i didn't know how to go about it marketing and getting like a label or a marketer to like help me get this thing out and then you know it was frustrating and then i went back to you know the drawing board again and tried to rework some of those songs i took out like i think i took out like four songs and replaced them with another four new songs and got better you know at my production of the songs but i never really i never got to put them out the least i did was um or the most i did was put them on radio so the first time i ever got on radio was in 2008 and it was very it was very exciting for me too it felt so good and then apart from that i used to perform a lot in shows in school so in my school i was one of the most popular I was literally the most popular at the time in school so people used to like look out for me so they always used to reserve the last performance slot for me so have you always like gone by andre vibes no <laughs> no i i i officially started um using that name in 2012 10 years ago so what changed what were you going back for then <laughs> um it's called wifey it's spelled as w-y-f-i um I, I got the name in secondary school they coined it out of my surname obviously true <laughs> yeah but it started to feel somehow it started to sound like mm, times were changing social media had come and it started to feel weird having that name right and then i just thought like i had to come up with something so from 2008 i already i started um i started to come up with different names for my company actually because i have like an entertainment outfit that i registered in 2014 
yeah but i i'm me i'm a planner like i'm a dreamer and i'm, I'm a planner like very goal oriented so if i have any idea I, I like to put it down and just work towards achieving that stuff it doesn't have to be sudden i'm very patient with you know whatever i want to do so i had come up with different names i know i had had um um a name called split beats at the time yeah that's what i initially i I had that from like 2005 2006 that's what i was calling my outfit i was like if i want to form a label it'll be called split beats but then in 2007 i was working with this guy and i met this other guy that had like a record label that they were running in benin and the name of the label was called street beats so it was too similar so yeah so i had to change and then at some point i was thinking of another name so i had rhythm rhythm nation and then i was like nah it's too i don't know so then i came up with the name vibe vibe stuck out to me because at that time nobody was even using the word vibe literally nobody yeah nobody I, i think the word vibe became more popular in the last three four years in the last three years actually you know nobody was using vibe i didn't used to hear it from anywhere you don't hear vibe anywhere so i thought of like oh yeah yeah let me form let me use the name vibe and then so i i got the name um, vibe music factory for myself i'm like yeah that sounds better i mean there's the vibe to it there's music and then the factory where you create when you make where you make everything so i had that and then at as at 2010 people already some of my friends already knew you know about that so some people started calling me mr vibe mr vibe mr vibe mr vibe and i started to put in some of my songs too so when i'll mention my name wifey i'll say mr vibes you know and then i think at the end of at the end of 2010 when i was I was just about graduating. I then thought I don't want to use Mr. Vibes. Like it just sounded too heavy or something. I want to make it sound more, you know, chilled and cute and whatever. So, you know, I had to like add like a first name to it, which is Andre, which is not really my name, but I coined it out of my real name, which is Alexander. So what's the connection? There's no connection. I needed the name to look fine, right? In writing, saying it was fine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so I removed, I removed. I was trying Alexander vibes, it didn't work. I, I tried Alex vibes, it didn't work. I tried Lex, I didn't like it. So I was trying different things out, and then I, I as, as I was doing that, I was writing that them on paper. So I took the Alex out and I left the under. Under vibes looked nice on paper. But in pronunciation, it wasn't... I didn't like it. Yeah. So what I did was just switch the E arrow, you know, at the end. Wow. And when I did that and I, and I said it again, it sounded nice. I was like, okay, yeah, this, this makes more sense. And it looks nice in writing. I mean, I never would have been able to guess that's where Andre Vibes came from. So, but now it's my name now too. So I guess... I think I have to I have to <laughs> I have to officially register that name as my name because it's actually my name. Yeah, my mom calls me that sometimes. My dad has called me that before, you know. So 
so now so you you have a lot of artists that you've worked with from arasta to ladipo Creon, bayani a number of artists shea banks now who has been the most challenging artist you've worked with and why was it so challenging i don't know about challenging um Okay, challenging in the sense that they push me. The challenge is not, for me, is not um, that um, I ha- we had issues or it was difficult to work. The challenge for me comes from the fact that working with this person um, makes you, you know, try, you know, um, sorry, try, you know, stuff that usually you would overlook right yeah the person working with the person pushes you to always you know go for the highest you know um the highest thing you can get however just let's just try and work and make sure that whatever we're doing is top notch like it's you cannot when you hear it you can't you can't you know deny it you can't deny like how much work has been put into this like People would be able, should be able to tell when they listen to stuff that work was actually put into this. And that person is Rema. He's one of those guys that he would push you. We would make the songs. And he's simple. He's easy to work with. At the same time, like, he pushes you. So, like, when we're recording, I can play on, like, some artists that will want to hear, like, the full beat, the full form of the beat. Rema doesn't really need to hear that. He you can just play him only drums and he already knows what he wants to do or you just play him just melody without drums and he already knows that yeah this this is going to work because he has it in his head how to also build that song he's always he, he always is always a part of the creation process of every song everything that you've heard of Rema his songs his videos his looks he's always a part of it nothing goes by yeah nothing goes by he's very intentional he knows exactly what he wants so he will let you do your thing he would also suggest he usually always has notes and suggest and so the challenge is a good challenge because i find it interesting because he brings out a lot of things that i feel like i had lost before because i always i used to be like that or naturally i'm like that right when i'm creating stuff i want to get the weirdest shit you know the best out of it and just try stuff that is mind-blowing so but at some point obviously maybe as i got older i have like other like stuff that you know um i pay more attention to right now you know responsibilities and all of that so sometimes you just do stuff like yeah you know you're talented you just do it and it's still nice but he doesn't just want it to just be basic Let's not make basic stuff. Let's make, you know, very dope stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, so he does that for me when it comes to to that. And I've kind of, like, taken that to um, when I'm working with other artists. So every artist I try to work with now, I, I, I like to connect. I like to have a connection with them. I'm not, I don't want to work with anybody because um, you are an artist or you're a big artist or you're blown or you have money to give to me if you have the money and i don't feel that we're going to make anything great i'm not going to bother yeah yeah it has to feel right for me to get into the studio with you 
So one last thing, one last thing. You talked about getting older and having responsibilities. Now I'm curious. <laughs> it feels like you already know what I'm about to ask. You. Yeah. Okay. So should we be expecting a Mrs. Dre vibes and a baby Andre vibes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why? Because I don't know. There's I don't know. Still trying to figure stuff out. But I hope I hope soon. Alright, fingers crossed on that. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um guys, I've been catching up with the one and only Andre Vibes. Thank you for listening to this episode. And this episode is sponsored by Absence Project Development and Investment Limited. Absence Media Studio caters to the needs of brands, musicians, artists, content creators, influencers, podcasters, and other media stakeholders. We're equipped with the facility and expertise to produce music, music videos, vlogs, instrumentals, jingles, podcasts, voiceovers, graphics and animations, among other promotional content. Amsense Media Studio is located at Tado House number 75 beside St. Fimber's Catholic Church, Rayfield, Joss. For bookings, advertisements and sponsorship, call us on 081-07-692770 or send us an email at info at amsense.ng. You can also make purchases and orders through our website at www.amsense.ng. If you need it done, come to Amsense. Do well to share my podcast links, tell somebody about Catch Up With Fanny podcast. Don't forget to drop your feedback or your thoughts in my mailbox at catchupwithfanny at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my personal social media accounts, Instagram and Twitter at the underscore Fanny. So I come here with you guys. Bye.